We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week seven is almost upon us. We've got a lot of teams, good players on by, a lot of tough situations to draw from this week. And here to help us out is Mike Dempsey from Football Diehards and Sirius XM Fantasy coming up next on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson. Thanks, as always, for spending some of your Wednesday with us. Uh, I am here with the great Mike Dempsey from the Football Diehard Show. Uh, you can check him out at footballdiehards.com. He does podcasts with Fantasy Guru. Uh, and, of course, he, you hear him on SiriusXM Fantasy. We are in the late night shift together. You know, we do, we lead in to them on Monday and Thursday nights, and then they uh, drive it home. So, Mike, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, how are you, you doing? Jeff. Uh, let's launch right into it. We got the bills. We got the Vikings, the Eagles and the Rams all on by. It's a tough week. Uh, really good players on, on by, especially a quarterback and wide receiver this week. Um, I know I'm scrambling to try to fill in some of my leagues. How are you doing? Uh, You know, it's the same way for everybody, right? Sometimes you find yourself, I don't think I have any one particular team that is absolutely crippled by it with the exception. Maybe I'm in a super flex. Where I'm fortunate enough to be six and zero. There's one other guy who's six and zero. We play this week, and Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford are three yeah. of my every week plays. So it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I, I got in FFC. I got a six and zero team with Justin Jefferson and Jalen Hurts, and like, oh, okay, well, hey, but I have Justin Jefferson and Jalen Hurts, so okay, exactly for me. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get through this week. You know, I'm riding Trevor Lawrence actually in that league. Uh, he was my backup along in 20 man roster. So you have to have a backup there. So I don't at least have to pick anybody up off the waiver wire. I'm not in a super flex league where I'm just dying on the vine mm. trying. Do I go after, you know, PJ, you know, PJ Walker again, or, you know, anything like that. But uh, what do you think about Lawrence this week? Hosting this, uh, you know, hosting the giants. They are a, f- a small favorite. Lawrence played very well last week, even in, in a losing effort. Well, he, he was very efficient, but you can't count on him running for two touchdowns True. very often, right? Of so uh, I think the way to attack the Giants is to run on them or to try mm-hmm. to run on them. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence started out the season pretty well, a little bit shaky at times and made some uh, bad decisions, had some missed throws against Washington. They played excellent football in weeks two and three. 
went to Philadelphia, had all the turnovers. Then the offense was awful against Houston. So they bounced back, but part of it was going up against this cover three that Gus Bradley likes to run for the Indianapolis Colts. They decided to really stress, you know, take what's there. He was super efficient. He was 20 of 22 passing, but not a lot of yardage there. He had the one touchdown pass late. So I think this is a little bit of a trap if you're relying on Trevor Lawrence's stats this week. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of ETN and James Robinson. And, uh, you know, Trevor's going to have to make some plays, but I would not put him near the top of my replacement quarterback list this week. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about it. And maybe I'll find something else on the wire there. But unless, like, someone dropped Tua or gave up on Dak, which is unlikely in that league especially, but – uh, it, it, you know, it, he's, he's like at middle of my pack. He's 15 in my rankings this week. You know, that, that, that's about where I'm at, which is, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there, you know, there's some pretty gnarly looking ones later on there. Like, okay, Jared Goff's coming back. Great. Oh, it's at Dallas. Right. Not so great. Oh, right. it's like, oh, good. Uh, like, what do you do with Russell Wilson? I I'm in a 16 teamer, Mike, and someone dropped him. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm in a 14 teamer and he's my only quarterback. Oh, <laughs> it's no. a dynasty. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't draft him this year at all. Right. And it wasn't so much that I was avoiding him because on the surface he's coming in. We don't, you know, really, I don't know if it's the injury or if it's adapting to a new offense or if he's just hitting the wall age wise, I'm not quite sure any of us really know, or if it's a combination of all those things, but with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, you think at least, that's a pretty reasonable facsimile of what he had in Metcalf and Lockett up in Seattle. But I mean, it's very hard to trust Russell Wilson in the starting lineup. The one I talked about is a dynasty league. There's nothing on the wire. Uh, Honestly, I have Wilson. I have Brett Ripien back up uh, with Russell Wilson simply because it's that kind of league. If you lose your starting quarterback and I had Trey Lance on that team, you know, so it would have been a little bit better. And I had Trubisky on that team as well. So at least I started the year with more options. So, you know, I think it's incredibly hard to play him right now, Jeff. You may not have a choice, but I've seen him on the wire in a league or two now that you mention it. You know, there are obviously 12 teamers. I was running through waivers yesterday, and I noticed him in a couple leagues where I do have Jalen Hurts. I've got a lot of Jalen Hurts off on by this week as well. So, um, I mean, how can you trust putting Russell Wilson in a lineup right now? I don't know if you can. Yeah, I was doing a radio hit right before this with my friend Dave Weekly. He's out of West Virginia. He used to be in Tampa. But uh, he asked me, would you trade Russell Wilson for Geno Smith? And the fact that I didn't like immediately dismiss it speaks volumes. Oh, there's no question. I would do it in a second, honestly, yeah. for redraft or, or for this year. In that right. dynasty, I might not do it because of the long-term implications. But I've been trying to acquire another quarterback and he is one of the ones I've targeted because I still, you know, the perception is still he's Geno Smith, but I mean, I don't care what the perception is. The numbers are good enough that yes, I would not hesitate to start Geno Smith. And in fact, or have Geno Smith, if you were offered him straight up for Russell Wilson, why not roll the dice on a guy who's just been clearly better this year? Yeah. And last week, notwithstanding game flow has been a lot better. I mean, one of the problems too, uh, fantasy wise is, you know, you, you look at how good uh, the Denver defense is. No doubt. And, you know, look at what they turned Justin Herbert into Joe Flacco on Monday night. Right. Seven attempts, no touchdowns. And- look, Pastor Tan just took Mike Williams out of that game. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way around it. And, yeah, so you're right. They don't have to put up big points, and that's an issue. And they're hanging around in games as ugly as that offense has been. Uh, you know, will it break out? I, he had a breakout type game, but it seems like now I think we have a big enough sample 
six weeks in that we know that that's the aberration. So you're risk, you know what you're probably getting. You're hoping for a couple of touchdowns. He's not running for much, if anything at all, at this point, at least this season. So, you know, he's a very low ceiling quarterback. Yeah, he is. And uh, did he, is he broken? Is it the shoulder? Is it the hammy now? Or is, is, is it Hackett? What, or is he just I don't know. not that good? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's just Hackett, but I mean, it could be an adjustment to Hackett's offense. He had the latissimus dorsi strain and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought he, it, that maybe that explained how poorly he threw the ball last week against the Colts. And now you got this hamstring injury. I mean, you're almost in the worst possible spot if he does start and you have to rely on him because if you go in with a hamstring injury, that's one of the easiest ones to re-aggravate. And, you know, just anecdotally at least, uh, not a doctor. But uh, so it's very hard to trust him, even if he is cleared to play in that game. So, you know, in the league where I'm talking about, I'm not even kidding. I'd rather have Russell sit at least for a week, try to get healthy and see if Brett Ripping and see if it is, you know, is it the offense? Is it the scheme? Is it something going on inherently poorly with that team? Uh, or is it just a bad mix for us this year in just one of those years? Yeah. It, it, I, I, and I'm trying to figure that part out too. I mean, I don't have them anywhere, luckily. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, not, it's someone else's problem. And it was sure nice on Monday night when I was going up against someone that needed 19 points from him and only <laughs> got 16. I'll say that much. I thought I was toast. And, you know, especially after that first quarter, um, you know, right. he, he had a couple, he had that dime to Judy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's fine. Yeah. And then, then the t- he got the touchdown on the broken coverage after that. And then dot, 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 nothing, nothing. That was it. Uh, no. That was it. Brutal. Uh, so, you know, it's tough finding, you know, pickups out there, there. I mean, do you like, do you have a preference this week, like dimes or Mac, uh, you know, Mac Jones, if he plays or Tannehill or Brissett? Uh, Can't trust it, Mac Jones uh, yeah. at all. I mean, I, I could play Daniel Jones. I think uh, here, I, I wonder what the, the plan of attack is going to be. I'm sure it's a lot of Saquon, but Daniel Jones is making enough plays here. And I think, you know, the, the Jags defense last week, showed you that they're not impenetrable and uh, that's yeah. a game plan that I think a lot of people may be trying to replicate just going with that quick passing, get the ball out of the hands of the quarterback. It seems like there are a lot of quarterbacks that are suffering from bad offensive line play yeah. this year. You know, you talk about Matt Stafford. I don't think Matt Stafford lost the ability to throw the football. I just think that they can't protect him enough to let all those routes develop downfield. So you're seeing Cooper cup get a high reception total, but that's about it. So, you know, Daniel Jones always brings a little bit of rushing equity with him. He's kind of scraping along. I'm probably going to play him uh, this week in a league or two. Um, I know yeah. one of them is the second quarterback in a super flex, but I'm honestly debating him versus Tua this week. I mean, Tua seems like the play, but I'm just worried. Are they going to be ultra cautious? I'm not talking about even the Dolphins, you know, like the spotters and the, the personnel. If Tua takes sure. a big hit. Is he more likely to come out of the game than a typical quarterback would be? We saw what happened the very next week with Teddy Bridgewater, where there's no video evidence of him stumbling around at all. And on the very first play, because he took a big hit, he was ruled uh, to not be able to return to play. So it has me worried from that standpoint a little bit. Uh, And so I'm honestly right now debating which one of those two guys to go with. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I had Bridgewater that week, uh, ruined my DFS week and ruined some season long too, because you got one play. Um, right. And they're just, I mean, the thing is the microscope was completely on him. 
but you know what? They earned that too by the way they screwed it up in the Buffalo game. I mean, they they that was the that that was the end results of them screwing up basically. And then the NFL decided to go all crazy about protecting quarterbacks. We saw all the uh, all, now the crackdown also on protecting the passer too. And we saw that in Colts Indy, by the way, there was a pretty big play in that game uh, where uh, roughing the passing panel, uh, call happened there. Uh, Trayvon Walker, two weeks in a row, by the way, has had some a couple of bad penalties. I mean, I I don't mean I'm not going to make this complete Jacksonville cast, but I, yeah. I spent a lot of time watching that game because Jack should have won that game. I mean, they, oh, they, the Jags should probably be at least four and two right now. Yeah. Honestly, every game they've lost has been by one score. And the one the week before I thought was more egregious in a game where Houston's not moving the ball at all. You have them third and 20, you jump off sides. All right, it's third and 15. I mean, no one's moving the ball here. This is a, a field position game. They're like around midfield, as I recall. And, you know, he gets that roughing penalty in that game that gives him the automatic first down. And this one, this one was more, I, I think, just a happenstance thing this past week coming down yeah. on Matt Ryan. You got to be careful. You got to be aware and not do that. But he went up to bat a pass. His arm comes down, kind of hits him in the shoulder head area. I don't think that one was as malicious. The other one, he just kind of lost his mind. So I think it's what it is, is you're seeing a little bit of frustration sink in, particularly in this matchup this week, you had five sacks against the Colts in week two for the Jaguar defense. And again, that quick get three-step drop passing game, Got it out. Matt Ryan threw it 58 times, and they didn't sack yeah. him once in nope. the game, which is nope. a stunning total. So I think right now, collectively, the Jaguars' pass rush getting a little bit frustrated. Yeah. The big sack in that game was actually Lawrence on that first – after the long run by ETN where they got not, he got knocked out of field goal position there. That yeah, he – well, right. He took them out of field goal position yep. by just kind of like basically turning into a sack and then compounding right. it by running backwards trying to avoid it. And That was the Matt Ryan from the week before in the Denver game. I remember when he did that. You know, it's like that's right. what I expect out of Ryan, not from Lawrence. Oh, but... Look, they, they picked off Ryan three times and sacked him five in week two and just totally dominated him. I think mm -hmm. they probably – thought they were going to do the same thing again. I don't know if you caught it, but Trayvon Walker last week said, look, I don't know how else to put it, but Matt Ryan's kind of a sitting duck back there. And like, you know, look, you may not be wrong, but you don't probably say don't say that when you get to the National Football League. And I, that gives a little bit more incentive to that offensive line. And the Colts know that. And they made the adjustment and uh, to their benefit. Exactly right. Um, we'll move on from quarterbacks, but first, a quick note from our friends on the Blue Wire Network. All of our uh, podcasts are hosted on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for your indulgence on that. Uh, we're here with Mike Dempsey from Football Diehards and, of course, from CSXM Fantasy. And you host po- uh, podcasts on Fantasy Guru as well. You're all over the place, Mike, as always. You got to be if you're in this business. You know yeah, that, right? Absolutely. No, we don't have that Tony Romo contract. Where, no, you know, no. You work once a week just during football season and you're set for the rest of the year. So uh, when that job becomes available, uh, Jeff, I won't get that one either because there'll be 50 guys killing themselves and, and ladies uh, to get that spot. Exactly. We'll still be on the night shift, uh, but, and we won't have researchers putting everything in front of us either. You We're know what? The night shift's up. better than no shift, though. Correct Correctamundo. Correctamundo. All right. Running backs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is back from by. We have a question about Josh Jacobs because he's been awesome so far. I do cash in on him here. Do you trade Jacobs and Waller for C.D. Lamb and Brees Hall? I have a strong opinion on this one, but I want to hear you first. I would say yes, actually, because I think Brees Hall is coming on. It's pretty evident that he's one of the running backs that you absolutely want. I I, Look, I have no problem with Jacobs. The issue is with Waller. Waller has not been productive. He's hurt now, uh, didn't practice today, and that, you know, coming off the bye week gives me no warm and fuzzy feeling that he's going to be available for this weekend. So. You know, it's as much for that. I'm getting C.D. Lamb almost for free in this deal. Even if you like Jacobs equivalent to Brees Hall, Waller has just not been a difference maker this year. Snap call for me. Very easy yes on this one here. Yeah. I mean, I think you're trading high on Jacobs too. I mean, nothing against Jacobs. I think he's, you know, I was wrong about him. I kind of faded him in draft season. Um, I'm not doubling down on that necessarily, but I also don't think he's at the, you know, his, his, Points per game isn't at a level we'd expect the rest of the year either. So I, I think it and, and Hall's ascendant. Hall's just awesome. I mean, he looks so good out there right now. Yeah, I, I may disagree with you a little bit on Jacobs, honestly. Okay, I, you know, just simply for the workload that they're giving him, right, and the the fact that he is a true feature back in the way that they've been using him this year. So I think at least the possibility exists that the, as long as they continue to use him that way, I think he's mm-hmm. a really talented player. I've never quite understood why he wasn't utilized better. Uh, but again, given a choice, I too would take Hall. But I think uh, Josh Jacobs has a, a chance. You know, if there are other managers in your league that feel that maybe this is a little fluky. Well, A, now he's passed his bye week. Great time. You know, his managers did without him in week six. Go make a few offers. This is the time to go get him when he's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. There you go. All right. I like it. Thanks for the co- uh, question there, Daniel. Uh, it's a tough week to try to pick up running backs. If you have Dalvin Cook, if you're trying to re- still trying to replace, you know, Rashad Penny or Javante Williams, like I was, I had a, that said 16 teamer. I had Williams, I had 
penny. And then I had Damian Pierce on by last week. It mm-hmm. was ugly. Uh, it's ugly this week too. Trying to pick guys up. I mean, I did get Kenyon Drake at a couple of places. We saw the news. Latavius Murray's not going to start for Denver. Um, I prioritize Drake a little bit over Murray. Um, I, I don't think there's a big difference between the two. What say you? Well, I mean, it's tough. If Drake, if there's no J.K. Dobbins, they're going to play Drake over Murray all the way because we yep. saw him perform what, and what we know is a good running offense. And anytime you've got Lamar Jackson at that mesh point, the defense has to respect him more so than the running back. And Kenyon Drake took advantage of that. Look, Melvin Gordon didn't start last week. <laughs> Right. So I, I don't know if that is enough. Uh, I'll put it this way. I'm not comfortable playing Melvin Gordon. No. But because of the fact that they're reemphasizing that he is the starter, you do sometimes get those aberration games. I feel like, you know, people rushed out and picked up Murray, which made sense. I get it. But then you had to hold him because they didn't use him that week. Then it was Monday night. Do you really trust him? Don't you want to see him once? Okay, so now we see him. And he dominates the touches. And he does pretty well on a yards per carry basis. And we're right back to Melvin Gordon as our starter midweek. So I, again, I think unless you're absolutely desperate, it's very tough to put him in a lineup. I agree. I agree. I am desperate in some places. Eh, by the way. It's it happens. It happens. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, go, with the Ravens, Rick follows up thoughts on Gus Edwards. He's getting closer and closer to coming back. Sure. And I would expect that when he does provided JK Dobbins is healthy at that point, that Gus is kind of the one B or the two, whatever. And I think, Kenyon Drake probably goes back to irrelevancy at at that point in time. I think people forget how good Gus Edwards has been when given the opportunity. He's been a five-yard per carry guy. Now, J.K. Dobbins as a rookie was a six-yard per carry guy, but Gus Edwards is not chopped liver, and you know I I could absolutely see a a full 50-50 time split between a healthy Dobbins and a healthy Edwards. I just don't know what point we're going to get to where Edwards is fully healthy because he's not back yet. And do they have to ease him in a little bit? I mean, this was a significant, complicated injury, not a clean ACL, apparently. And whatever the case, it's taken this long to rehab it, uh, longer than Dobbins even uh, has right. had to go. And so uh, it's another one of those situations, man. That's why we sometimes draft running backs early, because you don't find that many of them that have that clear path to you know 65% of the workload every single week. Exactly. I mean, we got lucky with uh, in some leagues. I did see a league where Kenneth Walker was available last week. Mm. One of them in my twenty. I had, that is in fab leagues at least that was that he was available. Uh, there's a lot of you know Benjamin available. That turned out to be a little bit of fool's gold, and I still might go mine that again on Thursday night because I have no other choice. But. Um, We'll see. Although, you know, Eno's got his own injury issues to deal with. He here. does, but that's another tough one because they say today that James Conner's going to be a game-time decision. Yeah. And with a rib injury, I mean, I, do you trust playing James Conner, right? So no. that if you roll him out there and he takes a big shot that he's out for the rest of the game, I would rather it just be Conner out of the picture. If you're lucky enough to get Eno Benjamin, you got a guy that at least you know is going to get touches, right? And, and yep. touches, your performance could come and go, but – if Daryl Williams isn't there and James Conner's not there, well, who else is going to get the carries, you know, particularly the high leverage ones, if there are, that's the problem. <laughs> the offense overall for Arizona has been so bad that there haven't been enough of those opportunities. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to look like the DeAndre Hopkins. of Right. Old, who knows? Whatever that is anymore, you know, in his first game back, they already said Robbie Anderson would play sparingly if at all. So, you know, 
You got Rondell Moore. You, you don't have a whole lot going for you, losing Marquise Brown last week. So, I mean, Eno's a flex if he does play, even though he may have the undisputed backfield to himself. Right. He's a flex, yet we're, you know, you put him at running back just because you want to have that flexibility on Sunday because it is the Thursday night game. Of course, that's, that's right. And when, in terms of what you're expecting in terms of the point production, that's a great yep. point, though. Always play your Thursday guys in uh, the normal position as opposed to the Exactly. Flex. It is such a tough spot on running backs this week. Uh, look at the Colts. You got... Deion Jackson, at least he he looked good, by the way, I thought. He had a burst. Uh, he, he had the quad issue, but he had a full practice today. They got Jonathan Taylor back to practice today. Limited practice. DeAndre Swift, limited practice. And his, after coming back to a multi-week absence and a bye, we'll see what you get out of him this week. I mean, there's going to be a lot of these that are coming right down to the wire for us this week. Right. Now, in the case of, like, Detroit, though, if you've had Jamal Williams and you've been playing him, well, he's been playable regardless. He's averaged True. about 16 points per game in PPR scoring, at least in the league that I have him in. Uh, I think that scoring is pretty typical, of, you know, one per 10 and six-point touchdowns. And it might be a half-point PPR now that I think of him. Regardless, he's been effective with or without DeAndre Swift in the lineup. The question, like, if they bring back DeAndre Swift with his recent track record of injuries, I'm going to trust that they think that he is – good enough to go out there, not risk a, a re-aggravation and, and get himself pulled in the first quarter. Now, you know, DeAndre Swift, kind of non-committal about his availability this week, and usually players talk boldly about that, so that's something to watch. And I think he's leaning towards probably being a no uh, coming in there. Who? What was the first uh, – oh, uh, the first pair you mentioned. Uh, Jackson and Taylor together. Oh, that's right. Uh, of course, uh, you know – what's the story with Naheem Hines? Is he still in the concussion protocol? Does he clear it by the end of the week? Right. If Taylor plays, you have to play Taylor. And I don't know if you can play Jackson at that point. Although if they both play and there's no Naheem Hines, you can hope that Jackson gets the passing down work because he caught 10 of them last week. And that's where his great value came in. He ran for a touchdown, but he had three and a half yards per carry. So you know, I, I could play him again. PPR flex, sure. We're in that kind of, you know, desperation mode. As you pointed out, a lot of firepower that's not available to us this week. So you got to just make the best with what you have. Exactly. You know, and even when Taylor was healthy, he wasn't finding the holes that he had last year. This this Colts right. offensive line is not nearly as good. You talked about Jackson, only three and a half yards per carry. That, that tracks. I mean, he did sure. get his damage in the air. Right. Well, if they use Taylor to the degree that they used Jackson last week in a passing game. I don't think it would matter. We wouldn't care that much, but they haven't been. He had that great game in week one, but it took him 31 carries. And that was interesting because if you look at Taylor's season last year, he didn't hit the 20 carry mark until about week eight in any game. Didn't have 20 carries. That's right. Up with 31 here. And he puts up 161. And that was in a game that they trailed by 17 going into the fourth quarter. So we're like, all right, this is a team that is no way ever going to abandon the run uh, at all at any point this year. And then he just was kind of, eh, you know, he's a starter. But, you know, if I told you I, I could get that production in the eighth round, you'd probably be like, yeah, you know, with the exception of week one, that's probably close to accurate. So I don't know how you don't play Taylor if he's right. active. That's the I- bottom line. I think the trickier part is trying to value him in trades. Uh, for instance, uh, Je- Jeffrey Paul Mosquera asks, would you trade away Tyreek Hill for Jonathan Taylor in a full point PPR? Ooh, I mean, if you're asking just if you could play either one, if you're playing either one of the flex and they're equal, right? Mm-hmm. In that regard, like your team is all flexes. I keep Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is on 
a tremendous pace I this agree. year, right? But if you're loaded at wide receiver and you're weak at running back, this is why you might consider that. And look, let's not kid ourselves. Jonathan Taylor, we all know, has the ability to do what he did last year. And it's quite possible that he, you know, gets 100% healthy and gives us another run. Uh, and there's not much more valuable than a running back that you can count on for 20 plus points per week when you get to the fantasy playoffs. But right now we got a lot of weeks to go before we even get there. So I'd rather have Tyreek Hill's production. I would too. I mean, he is a target monster and, and Miami's committed to throwing the ball a ton. Has not mattered who's been under center either, right? right? They all force feed him the football and, you know, sometimes to Jalen Waddle's detriment. Yeah, well, Jalen Waddle had the two bad, worst plays of the game last week against the Vikings. Uh, the fumble, everyone points out. People forget he was the intended receiver in that first half interception, too, where mm-hmm. it went out of his hands into the Viking defender. They got a field goal right before halftime on that. That was on Waddle, too. I mean, Waddle, had a, Waddle had the stats, but he had a tough game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, again, another guy, though, with the tremendous talent that he has any given week, eight to ten catches, right. and whatever comes with that is possible. So he's a tough guy to leave on the sideline in your fantasy line. Exactly. With him drawing single coverage, too, every week with Tyreek no on the other side. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so I like that there. Uh, before we move on to wide receivers, uh, our podcasts are brought to you by No House Advantage. Let's share their uh, copy here. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE. That's NHAWIRE at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app or the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Match, make sure to check it out now. No house advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. I'm here with Mike Dempsey and we're going through this week seven uh, and just a lot of news throughout the industry. Uh, it's tough at wide receiver. We're losing all these top receivers. We, we belabored that point already, but um, I have Debo on top of my list this week. I think it's a shootout against the chiefs. Chiefs have had a, uh, Tough time shutting down top receivers all season long. Uh, and the Niners, they're not running the ball very well right now. No, I like that call a lot. Well, they certainly didn't run it well last week. Thanks for nothing, Jeff Wilson. Although, right, shouldn't be too critical. Jeff Wilson's been a pretty solid guy. If you picked him up, you've gotten probably a lot more than you bargained for out of him already. But when I lost a game by about two and a half points and he got me a half point. Yes. <laughs> It's our nature anyway, Jeff. We're going to, you know, th- thank you for all the gifts all these weeks in a row. And you're a bum when you don't deliver for us. And, th- <laughs> and that's just kind of how it is, man. Uh, but no, I like that call with Debo. Debo has been outstanding. And I think, you know, there were questions about how they would utilize him. And I was always in the camp of if he gets paid $25 plus million a year, he's going to go out there and do whatever they tell him to do. Whether that's, exactly. you know, handoffs or or whatever the case. I mean, he's the one that popularized the term, the wide back. Like he seemed to relish it. And then he saw all these other guys getting paid big money. He's like, wait a minute. Now I'm a little bit more physical disadvantage putting myself in situations where I'm going to get hit a lot more just based on the touches and the kind that I'm getting. The guy's a marvel, man. I mean, he is so fast and 
you know, it, it's just those explosive runs where I don't think just anybody could do what he does. Uh, even some of the explosive wide receivers, he's built more like a running back. Uh, you know, a guy that I think a lot of people had questions about. And maybe if Trey Lance had been the quarterback this year, maybe it would have been a different story. We just don't know. We're going to have to wait to have that debate again next year. But uh, Debo probably playing above his, you know, mid-second to late-second ADP for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I'm wholly on board with you. As soon as he signed, all that talk about not yeah. running was just talk. Uh, and that, that's what it, what it was. Um, the Saints are going to be down Michael Thomas again. They're going to be down Jarvis Landry. Chris Olave comes back, at least. Before Olave got concussed, he is starting to emerge as their number one target. Even anyhow, I, um, I, I love him this week. Oh, he's hard not to love because what he's shown you is he can be effective with a guy who will force the ball down the field to Jameis Winston. We had a suspicion that that would be a good pairing, but right. you know, when he got to start with Andy Dalton, it wasn't the same kind of patterns necessarily, but he did score the touchdown. Of course he, he gets uh, concussed on a play and he held on to the football. He has been fantastic. He really yeah. has glad to hear that he's doing okay. And that he's going to be there. I've got him in just a handful of leagues where I set my lineup outside of best ball and he will be in all of them for sure this week. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't know, maybe if Michael Thomas had been healthy all this time, we feel differently, but I think it's reasonable to think that Olave, even if Thomas comes back next week and you want to start counting in week eight from that point on, Olave could outscore him in just about any scoring format. Yeah. I prioritized him too coming into this year. Um, I had in a dynasty league, I had the third pick. I took him after, you know, you know, over every other wide receiver, including Drake London, including, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, anybody uh, for that matter. And uh, he was, he was, you know, the top two running backs went Hall and Walker. And then I was like, a lot I, you know, I, I, I'm big on him. I, I, I'm sold on the route running uh, and I'm sold on the hands. Yeah. It's funny this year in dynasty rookie drafts and kudos to you for having the courage of your convictions. Cause you only get one pick. Yep. You can say, well, the consensus was, well, it doesn't matter. You are making that pick, not the consensus, unless you're turning over control of your team. I got Olave in two of my dynasties. I'm in eight or nine. I, I don't, I can't remember all of my <laughs> but uh, I got him in two and both of them. I got one. I got him at pick 10 and the other was around pick eight. So it really came down to, as you watch these rookie drafts play out, Drake London seemed to, evolve into the consensus pick by the time you got later into August, but rookie sure. drafts take place all throughout the off season. So you did have the Garrett Wilson folks and you did have the Drake London folks and the Olave folks and on and on. I mean, it's a great class yeah. and there was a lot of a diversity of opinion. Once you got past Brees Hall at the top and for running back needy teams, maybe Kenneth Walker there. He was certainly the consensus back number two, but he wasn't the consensus number two overall pick, at least in the league's, that I saw this year. Same, same with me. Um, that's the way I saw it as well. Uh, so, but I, I do love him. Short week. We don't know who's going to be throwing the ball to him this week. You don't know if it's going to be Winston or Dalton. I think it's going to be Dalton, but I do too. Uh, and uh, I think if Andy Dalton goes out and wins this week, it'll be Dalton again the next week. I think you look at, he's a natural leader. Like he is relishing this opportunity. I think he's played pretty well, but they got to win football games too. You know, it's, yeah. it's easy to justify if they go out here and beat Arizona and you say, okay, you know, and he's played well enough to win these starts, but he hasn't won them all. So if he, if he wins this, if he loses this one, even if they're close, I mean, you can make excuses uh, for not having Thomas and Landry for sure. 
Uh, but he's also getting a better version of Alvin Kamara than Jameis Winston had early in the season, to be fair, as well. So uh, sure. look, I've, I've got a dynasty where <laughs> Herbert's my starter and my backup is Winston slash Dalton. I don't know who's going to be available. Uh, and the, the bye week's coming up in week eight. So you got to hang on to both of them right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly there. And he played fine against the Bengals. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not too many deep balls, but they were killing him on the ground. So why would you ask that right. much of Dalton there? Right. Um, yeah, the Saints kind of – they just – their only problem was in the red zone, actually. I mean, they drove and drove and drove the ball. They had these long drives. I'm a Bengals guy, so, you know, just watching that game pretty closely. Bengals really missed DJ Reader, and then they lost Logan Wilson late in that game. That's going to be a killer for them, I think, but especially with the meat of their schedule coming up. But anyhow, I thought Dalton played pretty well, and they ran the ball great. Uh, we have to deal with Taysom Hill still, and as someone that has Kamara in some leagues, that's – banging my head against the wall because he hasn't had a goal line carry all year. Right. Well, you've got that. And, you know, Camaro was always, I think, a risk to lose those goal line touches to Mark Ingram. So if they go yep. to Taysom Hill, I mean, that's kind of cooked in a little bit. Even when you have James Winston, it's why he can't rise to the level of an every week starter, because if you're not in there inside the 10 yard line and the other guy's getting it, whether he's running it, handing it off, throwing, it doesn't matter. It's not going to you. You're not involved in the play. Right, But it, last week, I think, just went and showed us why it is so dangerous to rely on Taysom Hill, right? He's yes. great as a bi-week plug-in and hope for the best because all these tight ends outside of a handful are hope for the best type guys. But, you know, without the top three receivers in there, the recipe was there once again for a heavy usage game. And you just didn't get it out of him last week. Exactly. What are you doing with the Chargers this week? We might get Keenan Allen back. They said he's on target for full practice. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I guess we'll find out mm-hmm. uh, if that means he'll play this week. You know, he hasn't played since week one, and Mike Williams did get shut down by Patrick Sertan. Uh, they, they they are, uh, you know, they're, they're a team that you know, we're, we're expecting a lot more from them. Uh, they get Seattle this week, a sweet yeah, matchup right. at home. Right. Should be a good Mike Williams week, right? I think it's too – it should be a great Mike Williams week for sure. Uh, it could be a good Josh Palmer week, again, if we don't get uh, Keenan Allen in the lineup. They targeted him heavily uh, in this Monday night game, I thought. I mean, coming right out of the gates, you know, getting the pass interference on the downfield throw right away. And mm-hmm. I've already seen speculation that if Keenan Allen plays – I mean, this has lingered for a while now, that he's yeah. not going to be forced into a full workload that maybe – you know, it's a, a snap count type situation. So for me, I only have Keenan Allen off the top of my head in one league where I would put him in a lineup. Uh, again, I have a ton of best ball teams and I'm sure I've got my shares of them there. But, uh, you know, I, I'm probably looking at other alternatives. I want to see him play a full game or reasonably close to a full amount of the offensive snaps on passing downs. And, uh, you know, if I can get away with it, you might not be able to do that. And you might say, look, if Keenan Allen's active, I'm sticking in my lineup. I would understand that, but I'm still a little bit wary. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that one there. He looks so good against the Raiders before he got hurt. But that's the thing is he's breaking down more than ever. I mean, that's the whole point is why you discounted him a little bit. Uh, It happened at the end of the season last year. A critical point, that Thursday night game against the Chiefs. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that so it goes. It happens. But uh, something something to watch for there. Uh, before we, uh, I want to hit a few more wide receivers, but I've got to share sure. another note from one of our friends. This is Play with Swagger. There are 50 million fantasy sports players and sports bettors in the U.S., but 90% of all cash prizes are won by only 2% of all players. That's because most sports gaming options were created for pros. You know, the dudes dropping loads of d- cash on data to find an edge over the rest of us. 
not Swagger. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who simply want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Are you tired of losing because of one bad pick? With Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You simply create a ticket of four to 10 simple player props and score points for the right ones you get right. You score determines your win, not the perfect ticket. You can be half right and be all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site, as much as 50 times your money. Plus, you can play fantasy football along with all the major U.S. pro sports, as well as international soccer, Formula One, NASCAR, fight sports, rugby, cricket, and even esports. Are you ready to play? Visit playwithswagger.com slash rotowire to sign up, and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. I'm here with Mike Dempsey. We're looking at week seven issues here for the weekend. Uh, there's no no shortage of them there. There's uh, some. I want to get a non lineup issue here though. The the owner meetings are going on right now, and we got a little snippy action there between Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft yesterday. I thought that yeah. was pretty funny. Right. I didn't know if you're going to go the Ursay route or uh, the Jones. Well, well we Kraft, can do that too. But I, it yeah. doesn't really matter. It is kind of ironic to see Ursay, you know, be the yes. I grew the up voice in Indy. Of moral authority in the yes. National Football League to some degree there. But look, who are we kidding? These multi billionaires, turns out they have massive egos, right? Mm-hmm. And while they're all collectively working together, you know, Jerry Jones thinks I got the hottest property in the world, despite the fact that we haven't won anything since the mid 90s. Uh, meanwhile, Robert Kraft's like, hey, buddy. Uh, I got all the rings over here. So, uh, you know, and they obviously differ on the issue of Roger Goodell's contract. And, you know, I I honestly kind of side with Jerry Jones. Most of the other owners are like, look, bottom line, we're rolling in the dough. That's why it went 31 to one in his favor to renew the contract or or open up negotiations on a new contract. And Jerry's like, look, let's just make it performance based. You know, let's let's make sure that we're really uh, paying him for the production he's given us, but in the end, he's obviously losing this one. The, the, the tide of opinion among the owners is uh, heavily against him. Yeah. Jerry Jones knows the word, uh, meaning of the word bonus, like Edron James knows the meaning of the word voluntary. If you remember that <laughs> anecdote to uh voluntary training camp in the summer or voluntary workouts. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. And then, yeah, the Ursa thing, I, I Jim Mercy has his own skeletons, let alone the sins of his father. I mean, right. uprooting a team and all the stuff that happened there. I mean, brutal, just brutal. Right, Uprooting a team, you know, it's it's the, something that un- upsets a marketplace, but it's a business decision and it is your franchise at, at the end. You know, it doesn't make right. you popular in that city and the way he did it with the Mayflower moving trucks and the yes, whole thing. I'm not the saying it was thing, right yeah. above board or any of that kind of stuff. Look, in Jacksonville, they had they were used as a prop by the Ursays way back in the day as they were trying to lure a team in the late 80s. He flew into the stadium on a helicopter. They had a big rally as they were trying to get the Colts to move to Jacksonville. And he basically was using Jacksonville as a, a negotiating ploy to get better terms. And, you know, that's that's business. But, you know, when you get into what Dan Snyder has done, Dan Snyder has been accused of behavior that impacts other people in such a negative way personally. Yeah. Whereas Ursay is seen, I think more as like kind of a, a, a bumbling clown type figure, you know, with the apologies to Jim Ursay, but uh, you know, I'm sh- I, I may be overlooking one or two incidents. I'm not chapter and verse on every misdeed of course, he's of ever course. had, 
but he seems like a guy who drinks too much and hops on the internet and says dumb things, you know, more so than Snyder seems, seems, and I, again, I don't know him either, seems like he might have some true evil intent behind him. At least that's the way he's portrayed. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I don't think the owners got serious about it until they found out that he was trying to steal money from him, basically, though. Right. Steal money or, you know, does an accusation as specific as Daniel Snyder has told me that he's hired private investigators to investigate other owners just come out of thin air? Now, could he have been talking out of his butt? Sure. But do I believe he said it? I believe it. You know, yeah, I do too. Um, and it's easy to get up there and lie. And keep in mind, this is a guy who had a congressional subpoena and decided to hop on his uh, his ship and sail over to France to avoid being served before eventually agreeing to do some kind of Zoom appearance, kind of like we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. So sidebar aside, I thought we. I just wanted to talk. Yeah, about what the heck? Right. It's yeah. interesting, you know, even though if it means nothing to us fantasy wise, but I always find that kind of interesting. There, a um, couple other things. You know, tight ends a mess this week too. Oh. I mean, it's a always mess. a mess. Yeah. Period. Right. I mean, if you've yeah. got. This is the just the perfect – all you need to point to is 2022 when you ask, why do you draft Travis Kelsey in the late first round or Mark Andrews anywhere in the second round? Now, we could say that. There are other people that were trying to do that kind of thing by taking Kyle Pitts shortly after Andrews came off the border in some cases. Well, I mean, look, yeah. I, I'm not picking on anybody. I've got my shares of Kyle Pitts as well. I wasn't as high on him. I, look, I'm a guy – I'm drafting Kelsey and Andrews everywhere I can get him. So by the time – the third round came around, I probably answered that question in a lot of my leagues, and I wasn't in position to overdraft, unfortunately. But I thought, you know, Waller in the fifth was like stealing this year. With the, I thought the presence of Devontae Adams would open things up more for Waller, honestly, and that Hunter Renfro would be the one that suffered. Waller and Renfro have suffered to some degree. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, George Kittle is just a guy in terms of how they're using him. He may still have a lot of that ability, but you know, Dalton Schultz, are you kidding? I mean, Oh, what, know, a, and, what a whammy they pulled on. Oh, us. Is, is crush P I mean, you're, you're, he's back. Oh no, he's not going to play this week. So, Oh, and then after have, the fact, Oh, he aggravated on Saturday. We just didn't tell you. Right. We didn't like, say anything about on. it, which you're only, you know, obligated to do uh, yeah. to update that, but so be it. It is what it is now. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have Kelsey and Andrews, you have no problem. You just play them every week. You don't even think yeah. about it. I think if you have Ertz, if you have Goddard. You're pretty good. You're pretty good, it. right? But, yeah. you know, just as soon as we go, oh, Gerald Everett, he's coming into that camp. And last week he had like two points, right? I mean, uh, Higby last week had one catch. It's just it, yeah. as soon as we think, oh, okay, now this guy has joined group X. Now he's just visiting, okay? No one is joining the group. There are two Look guys at, at the said. very top. Yeah. Ah, Hawkinson, Hawkins. everybody's out for Detroit. Somebody has to catch a football. Hawkinson has one of the greatest games of a tight end ever. And then poof, he's gone. Yeah. The following week against the Pats, yep. one fantasy point, one. Yeah, and well, now let's say the Pats have the look of a team that's starting to find their stride right I'd now. I'd agree. And, and I really kick myself for just thinking that the Detroit offensive role was just going to continue because it seemed like, there was nothing that was going to stop it at that point in time. Uh, they go out there with backup players and put up 450 yards of offense. So maybe not, as you said, tough matchup with Dallas this week. Maybe not as aggressive on some of those Lions. Yeah, exactly there. I'm trying to look at maybe possible pickups this week. I'm looking at Kate Otten. 
you know, Twitter was a fire about Greg Dolchich talk. I mean, he yeah. beat a blown coverage and he, yeah, but you know, I mean, he looks the part, you know, he, he he's did. big yeah. athletic. It was his first game. If you say, Hey, we got a tight end here that comes in and Albert O is not even active no. when they've got four tight ends up for that game. I mean, so that's the circumstance going in. And then Dulcich responds with a touchdown. I mean, granted, blown coverage, fine, but he took advantage of it. He got in the end zone. They don't ask you, you know, how you got there. They ask you, did you get there ultimately? Uh, so he's on, you know, I think he's worth the pickup, not ready to plug him into a lineup right away. Otten's an interesting guy. But look, we've, we've had like Tyler Conklin started the year off solid, and now he's kind of disappeared along with the Jets passing game. And, you know, Robert Tunyon had a huge week with 10 catches this week. Can you trust that? I don't know. Irv Smith uh, had uh, what we thought was a breakout game, should have had two touchdowns. Um, one got one was a drop on a long play. I think that was in week two. And, yeah, against the Eagles. Yeah, that right. was a key play in that game too. Exactly. Yeah. And then – this past week, I think, was his first appearance back in double figures in PPR since that game. So it's been a nightmare. It has. It's just, Absolutely you know, nightmare. but the, the good thing is, unless you're playing the Kelsey or Andrews manager, chances are your opponent's in the same boat as you. Absolutely. I uh, got one more piece of business and we'll take any last uh, trade questions here. Uh, football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action that you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com, and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. I'm here with Mike Dempsey. We're going to go rapid fire with trade questions through, that we saw in the chat over the course of this, and then uh, cool. we'll get you out of here. Uh, we... we We'll start off at the top here. AJ Lamb and Debo for, uh, it looks like Jettis. Am I reading that right? You said, should I trade AJ Brown and Debo for Jettis and CEH? That's got to be a typo that I don't I'm know. I'm not sure who Jettis is. Of. So I, I really could. That seems like a high price to pay for. Oh, I'm getting that. That had to be Jefferson. Okay. okay yeah. Think about it, right? It's, it's, it's not a BW Jetta. Okay. <laughs> and, and you're getting, I would say no. I okay. mean, you know, Jefferson, assuming that's Jefferson, right? I Jefferson, I'd rather have individually over either one of those. CEH is so touchdown dependent. Now, it's a good offense to get touchdowns in, but the last couple of weeks he's been, I think, below five uh, PPR points. So he's not giving you nearly enough on the way back. I'm going to go with the original pair. All right. I agree. Uh, let's go. Uh, Supplem says, would you trade Jamar Chance and David Montgomery for Dalvin Cook, A.J. Dillon, big disappointment so far this year, and T. Higgins. Uh, Jamar Chase is, you know, obviously the headliner you're getting there, upgrading a lot at wide receiver, giving a lot, uh, up a lot at running back, though. I'm not sure I would do this trade. What do you think? I don't know that there's enough of a gap between Dalvin Cook and Montgomery to do that, right? Like, I, yeah. like you're a Cincinnati guy. Like, I prefer Chase strongly over Higgins. Yep. And it's not always going to turn out that way. But I think he's more likely to give you those 25-point blow-up games. We saw what he did during championship week last year where he, you basically, if you had him in the lineup, almost impossible for you to lose. I've been impressed. Oh, T. Higgins is an impressive player, right? The, yeah. Despite the the Sunday night debacle where they only played him 10 snaps. I mean, he was still hurt going into last week and was very productive, but I think I'm sticking with Jamar Chase side of that too. I'd agree with that completely. Uh, Dennis says half point PPR. Need your opinion on the following trade. 
get Keenan Allen and Travis Etienne, give away CEH and Michael Thomas or Ayuk. Uh, who would you rather trade of those two if you do the deal there? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a very easy decision to do this. Trade yes, out. yes, yes. Honestly, if even if I didn't have the choice, if you told me which receiver I had to uh, give in that, I think I would. It's tough because, look, Brandon Ayuk's coming off a big game. Mm-hmm. This is a case of do you need to, you know – play that guy that remains on your roster every single week. If you need him right now, I don't know how you don't go with Ayuk. I think if I knew that Thomas was going to be healthy at some point, I'd prefer Thomas over Ayuk. I don't know that that's going to be the case though. So I'd be comfortable giving up Thomas uh, in this one. In fact, you know what I do sometimes, Jeff, if I don't have that issue, I offer them both to the other guy and say, look, you choose. choose. It doesn't really matter to me, honestly, you know, and it kind of takes the decision out of your hand, but push came to shove. I would do it. And I would include Thomas in the deal. Not to mention people like having choices. I always find that method works a lot, especially in baseball. When I I, I trade more in baseball than I do in football because let's face it. We don't have to chase categories. You know, we're just trying to get that. I I find it harder to do trades in football leagues. Well, I, I don't have any experience playing fantasy baseball, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I think I trade as much as anyone humanly possible out there. Uh, so I, I love, to me, trading is uh, right near the top of the best parts of yeah. fantasy. Well, especially in dynasty leagues. I mean, it's, oh, of course, in dynasty leagues. But, yep. you know, I pull off some redrafts. To, of course, I, the one I've done this year in the redraft, uh, basically it boiled down to me getting Marquise Brown, oh, great, but giving up Melvin Gordon. So <laughs> I think I might've won just for the fact I know I can't play Brown. Like, do you know if you can or can't play Gordon at this point? I don't think exactly. You do, so. Plus you got a win. Yeah. And plus, you know, Brown's been better all along at least. So, you know, Gordon, you know, you couldn't even start even before the injury. Whether, no, you know, and, and that's why you draft these kind of running backs. So and I went to the Javante Williams manager and said, all right, you lost your guy. Here's Gordon. I think you've got enough wide receiver surplus to do this. And he accepted it rather quickly i thought it was fair when it went down mm-hmm. you don't know how they're going to utilize melvin gordon you're taking a little bit of a chance but that's what happens when you lose likely your second round pick to injury for the season yeah and i did have a lot of javante williams and i did get a lot of those offers in those leagues it was Bro. here let me help you out <laughs> tough break there <laughs> i've got a dynasty where i am somehow undefeated okay mm-hmm. and my i literally had three running backs coming into the season javante williams Damian Harris, J.K. Dobbins. Ugh. So your boy will be playing Kyle Juszczyk this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and I started Jalen bad. Warren in a league last week, uh, and yeah, he yeah. got two carries. Uh, and he looked good. You know, he looks good in other instances. He just didn't get the work this past week. And I knew better. I mean, it was a desperation play. I started Brian Robinson and Jalen Warren in that league. Mm. Uh, Robinson looks like he's going to get the work. He's good volume, right? Yeah. He's yeah. got that going for him there. All right. I think uh appreciate everybody that's firing away all these questions. We could spend another 20 minutes talking trade questions, but we can't do that because Mike's got another podcast to do. First of all, pod in like five minutes. Yeah. So we're going to get you out of here. Mike, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Jeff, forward. I appreciate you having me. I really do. Anytime. I, this is always fun. It's so easy to just talk football with you. And Anytime, buddy. That's I'm why people here. listen to you guys. Uh, and, you know, Tell everybody where they can hear you. You got it. Uh, football diehards on the Fantasy Channel on SiriusXM Channel 87. Monday nights at 10 p.m. All these times are Eastern. Thursday nights at 10. Friday nights at 10. And then Saturday nights at 8 p.m. And we're simulcast. We're actually originating on NFL Radio Channel 88. And we That's simulcast right. on the Fantasy Channel. So you can get it on 87 or 88 on Saturday. Fantastic. And you got tons of podcasts and footballdiehards.com. 
guys, make sure to check out Mike's work and make sure to listen to him. He he gives great advice and he's a fun listen. I love uh, listening to you and Bob all the time. It, it's I love that we're going into you, even if we are uh, competing with games at times. Uh, at least I get to, I like when I go after my game. I go to softball. I listen to you guys. Listen to the Dempsey and uh, Harris cast instead of the actual. Well, game. I know you were listening the other night because I got a yeah. DM from you in the middle of the show. So <laughs> yep, <laughs> we won't exactly. go into the details of that. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, look, a lot of respect for you, Jeff. You've been around the industry and killing it for years, man. So happy to be a part of it. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, that's going to wrap up today's uh, podcast. Thanks to No House Advantage for their sponsorship. Uh, coming up tomorrow, uh, we're going to keep rolling. Uh, we've got uh, John and Mario. So please tune in. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.